Business leaders today need to go beyond meetings and management. There are action steps that nearly every leader needs to know to align with their core values and get the important priorities done. Welcome to the Grow Forward Today podcast with Paul D. Casey. Whether you're just starting out as a leader in your organization or have been a seasoned professional who wants to explore new ideas and practices, this will be an enlightening and highly applicable program. And now, your host, Paul Casey. Got goals or are they simply New Year's resolutions? What's the difference anyways? Today on episode four of the Grow Forward Today podcast, You'll meet my guest, Andy Silvius, who will be joining me in talking about goals, why they're critical to success, how they stretch us, how to get back up when not hitting a goal, and much more. Let's talk about goals and how it relates to personal leadership development. Ready to grow forward? Welcome, friends. I love setting goals, and I love helping others craft solid goals. Goals are dreams with a deadline, and they help you lean forward toward your vision you've set for your life. I've been hearing about SMART goals since I entered the workforce, how a goal should be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant to your vision, and time-bound. And that sets you up pretty good for a goal to run after. Then several years ago, I heard from a guy named Mark Murphy about HARD goals, H-A-R-D, which takes SMART even farther. He said goals should be heartfelt, have an emotional connection to them, animated, being able to visualize yourself doing it, required, like you can't not do it, and difficult, a satisfying challenge that can be accomplished with hard work. That made the goal setting process even more personal for me. I have goals in like each area of my life, spiritual, marriage, wellness, recreation, and then on the business side in marketing, revenue, products, etc. And I am constantly challenged to right size them because I don't want to get discouraged by not hitting them. Yet, I have this tension because I'm trying to dream big and shoot for the moon, which they say if you shoot for the moon, you'll probably end up in the stars, right? So it's better than if I stayed small with my goals. So it's a fun topic, and I'm looking forward to chatting about it today. My guest today is the resourceful agent, Andy Silvius. Here's a little bit about Andy. Grew up in sunny California and made a big move to the inland northwest of Idaho. After nine years of hydraulic cylinder repair work, he said, I need a challenge. I need a new challenge in my life. And he knew that real estate was the challenge he had been searching for. He goes back to school on that. And now he is a full-time realtor for Keller Williams Realty in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And uh, he His goal is to help pair customers with the right experienced agent for them anywhere in the culture, in the country, even if he can't do it right there in Idaho. Andy is the uh, host of the resourceful agent radio show where he hopes to influence others to keep progressing in life. And I got the privilege to appear on his resourceful agent podcast in 2021. And I so enjoyed the connection that I met up with Andy on vacation because we're both up here in the Northwest. I got to see his war room for successful real estate. So welcome, Andy. Awesome. Thanks so much, Paul, for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Well, your podcast is called The Resourceful Agent. I love that because I knew before I even knew you're a real estate agent, I was thinking how I want to in life 
be a resourceful agent. Yeah. LOL, right? <laughs> so where did that name come from? And how do you try to live that out? So I'll give you a, a quick little backstory. When I got into real estate, um, one of the biggest struggles I had coming into the industry up here is that I came from a different area, right? So I came from California. I was new. I originally was continuing work as a mechanic over in Washington. And uh, so I needed to figure out a way to really connect with my community and meet more people. And I didn't want to just do it in the traditional sales way. I really wanted to, I mean, I've always been interested in business, entrepreneurship. So for me, I, I knew, I started having the idea of creating a podcast. What I wanted is to not just talk about real estate, but I wanted people to understand who I was and what I was about. And I recognized that I don't have all the answers. Uh, so I wanted to interview guests and talk to people that, that did have answers and I could learn from. Uh, so being resourceful is just coming up with, uh, you know, finding the answers. And I wanted to uh, just put that into place for my business and it's really taken off. Yeah, I like to say that I'm not very smart, but I am resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> That's what attracted me to that title. So what are, what are the goals uh, for your show? Have those morphed uh, with time? I don't know how many, how many episodes are you up to now? Uh, I think we're at episode 95. So I uh, actually haven't released a show in the last couple months. Um, unfortunately, I, I had gotten sick at the beginning of December, mm. and then I it gave me some time to reevaluate what I wanted my show to be. It's been very focused on business and entrepreneurship. And I'd like to have a little bit deeper conversations around other, uh, other important topics. So it's given me some time to reevaluate, but honestly, I don't know that I have big goals or any set goals for my podcast other than uh, continuing to just have great conversations with people. And I mean, I learn an incredible amount by hosting that show and talking to successful individuals everywhere. Yeah. It's like free coaching, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I make a lot of good connections. I mean, I have, I have mm -hmm. created uh, friendships and everything in a lot of different countries and around the U S. So cool. Well, you get the privilege of working with your wife in your business. who I also got to meet when I visited you, how do the two of you make that work without the predictable, like tennis partners conflict uh, that could occur when you live and work together? Well, let's be honest. I mean, it's not going to be perfect every day. <laughs> um, but we actually, we used to work together for uh, quite a few years for her parents and uh, at their machine shop. So we did hydraulics and cylinder repair. I was a mechanic and foreman of the shop and she ran the office. Those were probably much harder years because we were younger and learning how to work together. <laughs> uh, but we get along really well. Uh, she compliments the things I'm not good at. So we just really figured out what our strengths and weaknesses were. And we, we work off of those with each other. Yeah. And so what are some of those uh, strengths and weaknesses that you learned over the years that she does really well that you don't and vice versa? So I'm very, uh, I, I like talking to people. I like being out and about, but I don't always have a great attention for detail and, and I don't have a lot of patience for paperwork and the, a lot of the everyday, you know, day-to-day -day tasks that keep, the business moving. And she is very detail oriented, uh, knows systems, you know, she loves doing some of that paperwork stuff. So it's, uh, it's perfect match. Cause I can handle a lot of that off. <laughs> yeah. Good thing. Real estate has no paperwork. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it is January. 
And let's get to our topic today of goal setting, because it's that time of year. So, Andy, what happens when the average person doesn't set goals or just calls them New Year's resolutions? What do you think? Well, I, I would say, <clears throat> based on my experience with people, the majority of people do that. Uh, the majority of people kind of just drift through life and there's no clear, purposeful direction. And I will say really quick before I get into this that I don't have all the answers. Uh, right. It is a continuous struggle to keep yourself on track. And it's just about learning some of these strategies to, to I guess, realign yourself on track uh, a little bit quicker than other people may. But when it comes to goals, uh, my approach is, you know, if we're not setting goals and we have no idea what we're aiming for, you know, we can say, hey, I want to do this one day. You know, let's say I want to make this much money. But if we don't have a clear path of how to get there with actionable steps, uh, it's always just going to be a dream. It's never going to be a reality. That is so true. And that's why I feel about New Year's resolutions. They're like well-intentioned wishes and they're very general and broad. And that's why I think most people miss the mark within a few weeks of setting one of those. Have you seen that as well? Like the research plays out? Yes. I, well, I would say the most prominent area I see it is when I go to the gym and it's always <laughs> the busiest time of year. And you know that they're brand new people and then they start drifting off. And part of it is it's, uh, they've waited to set this new year's resolution until a certain date, right? If it's really important to you, it doesn't matter what the date is, you start today. Oh, that is so good. Yeah, GFT listeners, I hope you heard what Andy just said there because you can set a goal at any time. You don't have to wait for a magical first of the year or first of the quarter uh, kind of a time. Sometimes that's motivating because it gives you a start time. Yeah. But yeah, if it's a goal uh, and it's important to you, set it today and start tomorrow. You definitely can do that. I like how you said also, it helps you aim for a target and uh, so my my business is growing forward services. And so we, we play a lot with arrows and targets for my logo and for a lot of my promotional materials and goals help me uh, remind me of that. They have to have that target. Usually the target doesn't move. Sometimes it might, uh, right. but, we, but we have to we have to fire those action plans at it in order to hit it. Absolutely. What's your personal and business process for goal setting? I don't know if you have a system uh, of doing that or maybe how that's evolved over the years. Yeah, so I guess I have an entire spreadsheet and we ran through this with the uh, uh, other realtors that are on our team. Um, so we still, you know, going, kind of going back really quick to the New Year's resolution, we still set new business goals for the year, but we usually do it in like an October, November, get things into place to put that into action. Um, but we use what, what I call the, uh, the blueprint to your future. So it's a spreadsheet and I don't have it in front of me, but basically it goes through your, uh, five year, I think it's three year and one year goals. And then in there, I mean, we go through all the expenses you need for your business and personal life. We break down like scheduling out the time that you want to take off for vacations, spend with your family or places you want to go. It really encompasses everything. So it's in one spot. And the reason we bring up, uh, you know, vacations and things like that is if you're not intentional about the time you need to take off, then you probably won't do it. And I'm horrible about taking time off of work unless I've already pre-planned it, put it in my schedule. Yep. And there's that saying, uh, you know, you create more freedom through discipline. 
I don't know if it's Jocko Willink, but it's, it's definitely true because if you're not disciplined about following a certain routine, you end up wasting more time. That is so true. And I, I, I've noticed that a lot of businesses do that October, November pace for setting the targets for the next year. I know when I used to be a nonprofit leadership, we would set that. We would set our goals and then we would set our budget and then we would set our calendar. I really like that rhythm because we didn't want the uh, tail to wag the dog. So the goals were like, what do we really want to accomplish? And Mm -hmm. then the budget was like, how much money is that going to take to get those goals accomplished? And then the calendar, what are the events or the activities or systems we need to do in order to get to those goals? So yeah, I I think that's a good rhythm. And I think I I like it a little bit earlier. You know, there's actually, there's some people I know that don't do their goals until they're like right there around January 1st. I like doing them ahead of time because what it does is it allows me to, if I need to modify my schedule or put things into place, I have a little bit of a buffer of getting in the new habits to reach those goals that next year. So I'm not waiting until January 1st. I'm already implementing calendars Mm -hmm. and getting things on track, especially in real estate. You know, everything I do today affects my business 30, 60, 90 days from now. So if I start on January 1st, I've already missed the first quarter of the year. That is true. So you're ramping up to it. Mm-hmm. I also have done a uh, an annual theme for the year. Do you have a Do you have a theme, just like an overall focus, that's like an umbrella over the rest of the goals? Yeah. So we, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit off air, but something I have a very bad habit of doing, and I don't know that it's a bad habit, but it's definitely something that creates a lot of stress in my life is taking on too many things all the time. I don't know if it's a shiny object syndrome or what, but I I constantly (laughs) go from one thing and I pile a lot on my plate and I've really reevaluated some of the things that I want out of life and out of my business. And so one of the big, I guess I didn't, like I said, I didn't consider this a theme for me, but it's definitely something I'm focused on is making my life less complex this year. And so what that looks like for me is maybe taking some stuff off my plate that's not really pushing me forward to my bigger goals. And um, when I do that, if I take a couple steps back, I really believe that it's going to allow me to go a lot further down the road instead of trying to cram it all in at once. Yeah, I too, I can't relate at all to what you're saying of putting so much on your plate. <laughs> no, right, wrong. Uh, yeah, so so mine, mine is very similar to yours and it's downsize to supersize. That's yeah. my that's my theme for 2022 that I realize I've got to get some stuff off of my plate in order to get to the next level. But if I keep going at this current pace, I will burn out and that is uh, then it won't be good to anybody and the business will start to go the wrong direction. So yeah, it sounds like we're on the same page. Yeah. And there's a lot of times to just touch on that a little bit where, you know, I've thought, oh, if I bring in different, if I figure out different leverage for each of these things, I can run them all. Uh, But it doesn't ever go as as smoothly as I plan on it in the beginning. So yeah, so I love the blueprint idea. So the five-year three year, one year. Is it hard for you to, to shoot out five and three years? Uh, what, have, what have you learned from that? We've probably been doing that for a few years now. What, is, uh, what have you learned from that process? What I've learned is that it will always change. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, there might be a lot of like solid targets in there, but 
some of it's going to change and I'm okay with that, but you have to have something you're shooting for. And, um, like I said, I just, you know, even after planning, excuse me, even after planning those goals this year, I reevaluated where I wanted to see my business go. I realized that some of the directions I've been headed and planning for weren't bringing me the most happiness. And, um, I was okay with changing. I pivoted a little bit, not, not to say that it's like, I'm not throwing out the whole playbook, right? It's just certain things I'm changing, but it is tough when you start thinking about, you know, so most, most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in five. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where I might think I can get a ton done in one year, but what I want to do is I want to put a very big audacious goal for my five year. And mm-hmm. then I work it backwards. And that's kind of how I fill out my, my one and three year goals is I just uh, reverse engineer it almost and come up with some steps of action or actionable plan that I can put into place so that I can actually achieve that five year goal. And it's not just a pipe dream down the road. Ah, the big, hairy, audacious goal, the BHAG. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Jim Collins with that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I facilitate a group of local CEOs uh, here in Eastern Washington. And one of the activities we all did together was this five-year snapshot. And we wrote it emotionally. In other words, it wasn't just a bullet list. It was in a narrative. Uh, and I can remember some of the guys saying like, I step off my vacation home onto the porch, sipping my cappuccino as my dog trots up, you know, my wife's still in bed at this time. And, you know, that's how it actually starts. It's like this narrative of the future of what it looks like in five years. They did this activity before I became facilitator. So some of them pulled out their last five-year plan and they had uh, looked at it since and to see how much of it actually came true and how life changed in the middle of that. But I think it's great to actually shoot out with that big, hairy, audacious goal. And then, as you said, re-engineer it for this year. What are some little baby steps we can build momentum towards that goal? You also mentioned uh, having goals in the many categories of your life. What are what were some of those big categories, Andy, that you have been very intentional about setting goals in? Uh I guess the biggest one would be my family. So we have two little kids, five and 10 year old at, the, at this time. And um, just wanting to make sure that I'm intentional about the time we spend with them. So, you know, we, I spend a lot of time at home. I make sure that I'm intentional about my time off during the week, but really making plans so that they have experiences through their childhood that they remember, whether it's camping, things like that. And I, um, I haven't been the greatest at putting family stuff first uh, in the past because it's, it's so easy to get just caught up in business and chasing the business goals. But you have to remember if you only focus on that one thing, you know, other things continue to, will start to drop off. So that's a big focus of mine. Uh, physical health goals. I mean, that's, uh, you know, I'm very particular about, I take my time in the morning before I answer phone calls or emails and I do, you know, my workout and I eat healthy so that I can continue this uh, for the, the long run. And one, one thing I want to mention, you had brought up that some of your, I guess, uh, coaching clients, right? They hadn't looked at their five-year goal in a long time. And I'm, yeah. we may get into this a little later in detail, but most people set goals and, and put them off to the side and never look at them. 
one of the big things I have is I have that one, three and five year goal in front of me every day on my wall. So next to my monitor on the computer, on the wall, I have it posted. And so I know, you know, I can look up at it and read it all the time. So it's a reminder of, am I doing the things today that will get me to these other items? Yeah, those reminders are so important. And I do a monthly review. So I do a daily preview and review and do a weekly preview and review, celebrating wins from the past and then looking ahead and added a monthly uh, review preview. That's when I actually pull the goals out and look at them and say, and just update them before they're at. My goals document is a very dynamic document, not a static document. Uh, that, that would probably, some people would say like, <laughs> actually my daughter said, dad, that would be so defeating because you're never really getting to an end point. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. well, cause goals are an ongoing process for me. And so it's always one year out from where we are today, but I use that monthly preview and review as a time to check all the different categories. Like you said, the family goals. Have you found it a little bit harder to make a family goal or have you found a way to make those specific and measurable? Um, I guess, I don't know if I understand the question fully, but as far as, is it tough for me to set those goals or trips or whatever we want to go do? I, I don't think it's as hard now. I think that, you know, it's just about putting things on the calendar and then it's within my, you know, so I guess I'll explain my document a little bit more. It actually breaks down the amount of working days I have versus time off that I have as well. Mm. So if I'm following this correctly, you know, those are my, I, I basically account for my vacation time. So all of my, this is a living document as well. I'd like to have it on paper, but mine is a spreadsheet. So based on my financial goals, and the amount of days I work, it calculates and spits out how many appointments I need per month based on my conversion mm. rates. So it's very specific to real estate, but it, it gives me a very clear idea of how many appointments do I have to set per week, per month, per year, based on the time I have and the and my conversion rates with getting people to uh, to go ahead and sell their home or buy one. So for instance, like in a week, how many uh, appointments would you have to make? I think based on my conversion rates right now, it's about one, uh, one to two appointments a week. Okay. Well, but congratulations. That's pretty too. awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking how some people struggle with making family goals, meaning that like be a better dad, be a better husband. Um, those kind of things, if it's too vague out there, we never really know if we're doing better. So trying to put some specificity to it by saying like, I wanna have one date night a week with my wife, some, a practice that I do, uh, or with each one of my children, you know, to have carved out time for each of them is just a way to make that broad goal of being a better dad or husband into something tangible that I can do to get there. Yeah. And I like how you, you know, you break down certain events with each person. I probably should do a better uh, job of really clarifying that uh, we've focused on more vacation stuff, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, it's a work in progress all the time. Being aware of it's probably the biggest, uh, biggest struggle. Yeah. What do you think about the concept of stretch goals? Uh, people setting those 
you've talked about the big, hairy, audacious goal. You think everybody should have stretch goals as well? I think that whoever, I think everyone needs to evaluate what, um, how they approach things, right? Because sometimes I think people will get too, um, what's the word, overwhelmed, or maybe uh, it's too scary for them to go after that stretch goal. For me personally, I like to set my like bottom line. This is my goal. I have to hit this if, no matter what. And then I always have a stretch goal. And I focus on the stretch goal. My appointments and everything that I do is focused on that stretch goal. Because if I, if I were to just pick the bottom line goal, chances are you start slowing down when you get closer to the finish line. <laughs> if you go after your stretch goal, you're going to surpass that, that other one uh, typically you know, much faster than you probably would have thought you could. Yeah. And I've noticed that as well. So I coach some folks that are in sales and they're like, I've hit my goal. It's October, you know, their goal for the year. And there's this uh, sort of feeling like I can coast to the end of the year because I've already hit that goal. And I'm wondering if many people, because they don't want to fail, set a way attainable goal, like so attainable that they don't actually stretch towards something bigger. Yeah. And I think it it comes back to what I said, where you need to self-assess. Are you the type of person that will get discouraged by setting a stretch goal and not Mm. reaching it? I never reach my stretch goal. I don't think Mm -hmm. I ever have. It should be big enough that it scares you. But if it gets you so discouraged and unmotivated, then you might not have the personality to do that. Just need to figure out what works for you. Ooh, I like that. So let's go back to that in just a moment. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. You're all listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast on the Voice America Business Channel. You can follow me, Paul Casey, at on Instagram at Growing Forward Services, and you can follow my guest Andy at Resourceful Agent. When we come back, we'll do a little bit more on this uh, stretch goal, and we'll also talk about. Uh, his advice on all of the listeners here, how we can set some really great goals for the year ahead. We'll be right back. If you're a manager or supervisor trying to keep your team and yourself engaged, motivated, and accomplishing goals, then you want to check out Bullseye. Paul Casey's membership community for team leaders coming alongside you to achieve confidence and success in leading your team within Bullseye. There are plug and play forms and tools, inspirational audios to pump you up, team player videos to play in staff meetings, icebreakers for your one-to-ones, and of course, interaction with Paul and other industry team leaders to chat about how to solve the problems you are wrestling with. Paul will bring on live experts once a month to answer your questions on their expertise, and he will ping you twice a week via text to encourage you in your pursuit of your goals. Finally, there is a resource for anyone who supervises others and wants to develop their potential. Check out Bullseye to find out more and subscribe today for the best rates they'll ever be at growingforwardservices.net. That's growingforwardservices.net. Join host Paul Casey every week for new episodes of his podcast, Grow Forward Today. This program is all about helping you grow on your personal leadership development journey. If you're a leader or an aspiring leader, you won't want to miss a single episode. Paul offers his wisdom and insight, as well as engages in discussions with some of the top experts in the leadership field. It's time to realize your leadership potential and get your most important priorities accomplished. Grow forward today on the Voice America Business Channel.
You're listening to the Grow Forward Today podcast. If you'd like to know more about Paul Casey or our program, please visit his website at growingforwardservices.net. Now, back to Grow Forward Today. Well, welcome back, everyone. We're having a great discussion. Andy, Silvius, and I are talking about goals. And right before the break, we were talking about how some people might have a personality that would get discouraged about setting a stretch goal, one that may seem a little bit out of reach, where other people need to stay motivated by setting a stretch goal. You want to elaborate a little bit more about that, Andy? Yeah, and I can only speak to how I feel about, you know, when I set my own goals. But um, we had kind of discussed that if you set a goal that's, you know, attainable, okay, and I'm going to put this in a format that I can relate to with real estate. So if I say, hey, I'm going to go sell 10 homes this year. Well, that's probably a very attainable goal for me. Uh, Most people, when they start getting to that finish line of achieving that goal, they slow down. So you had mentioned, hey, you know what, if we get to October and I've reached my goal, now I can just hang out the rest of the year. Well, that person probably should have put some bigger goals in place. (laughs) You know, maybe the 10 was their bare minimum, but maybe they should have doubled that and they would have been far exceeding that, that basic smaller goal. Um, but I think, you know, when I was discussing about people's personalities and being able to self-assess which one's better for you, you just have to know yourself. And if you're a person that gets discouraged because, uh, you know, I mentioned I've never reached my, um, the goals that I have set my stretch goal (laughs) and that's how it should be in my mind. I should have a goal that's so big that I am striving to hit that, but I'm, I'm bypassing all these other little check marks along the way that I may not have gotten to if I would have focused on the smaller one. Uh, but some people get super discouraged that I've found um, by putting goals up there that are so big that they feel like they're never getting a win. And if you don't ever have a, a win, then you're going to get into a more negative mindset and not be able to focus on even the, the bottom line numbers that you're reaching or trying to reach. Yeah, that makes sense. I always think about a stretch goal is almost your vision because vision you never really ever get to you just keep striving for it and it pulls you into each day and makes you want to wake up in the morning and pursue it but you're you're always reaching for it but you never really get there that's what i sort of think about when you say you've never reached a stretch goal but it's still pulling you forward into that yeah yeah i have a manager that i coach that when i taught on goal setting uh to them virtually this last year he goes all right folks paul's done talking uh, I want all of you to set a stretch goal for this year. You will not be evaluated off it. I want to make that very clear, but I want all of you to write a stretch goal so that it does pull you forward in the year. And I know some of you are going to be like, no, really, you're going to evaluate me on this. And I'm telling you now publicly <laughs> that I will not evaluate off it, but I think it's that valuable to not get complacent. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And if you, I think that if you create that stretch goal, it can't just be like, one thing that you say, Hey, I'm going to do this. You, you need to create the actionable steps and work it backwards from that stretch goal. And if you take that plan of action and focus on that, you are going to surpass any of the other goals that you would have uh, yeah. originally just made. I think so you're it, so right. Yeah. It, it can't just be something that's like, Oh, Hey, I'd like to do this. And this is my stretch goal. It's like, okay, well, how would, what are the steps for you to get to that stretch goal? Now follow that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breaking it down into small enough chunks that uh, can get you closer to that 
I was reading a book. I can't remember. You probably read one of these uh, habits books. Uh, I like to recommend, you know, Atomic Habits and the Power of Habits. And there's so yep. many good ones out there now. I can't remember which author it was, but he said like, I think it's Donald with... Miller. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it, he was like, so I wanted to get one of my clients to go to the gym. He's never exercised in his life. So day one was drive to the gym, park, and then turn around and go home. Day two was drive to the gym, go in the door, look around, get back in your car and go home. Day three, get in, walk around and look at all the equipment, go back in your, and I don't know if that, if the guy actually really did that, but his point was to break it into such small enough habits or, or steps that will become a habit. I think it was by day five, he was finally exercising. <laughs> yeah. There's another thing that we do as well. And this was a, uh, I guess, material that we got from Keller Williams, but it's the 66 day challenge. Mm. And there are studies that show that it takes about 66 to 80 some days, I think, to actually create a habit Yep. Uh, to make it something that's routine, that's habitual. So uh, it's one of those things. It's just, it's a sheet of paper with a blank calendar on it. And you basically check off each day that you do whatever, if you're trying to create a habit around, let's say reading a book, a lot of people don't read anymore. So if you're going to read 10 pages a day, check off each day. And by the time you're on average, if you're around 66 days, it should be a, a habit for you that you have now created and can push you forward and implement into your life. Yes, yeah, that concept of don't break the streak, right? I think it was Jerry yeah. Seinfeld wanted to write a joke for X number of days in a row. And he had a calendar and he would mark it off every day. And he, you know, after 16 or 17 days, like you don't want to blow it. You don't want yeah. to break the streak. So you got to write another joke. And it kind of goes into, uh, if you've seen the, the movement with 75 hard, it's very similar that, ha that incorporates, you know, physical, uh, mental, a lot of different things, but it's 75 days. And if you mess up one thing within that 75 days, you start back at day one. <laughs> that would be motivating because I hate going back and doing something over. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the selling of 10, 10 houses in a year. How do you feel about, so some of that's out of your control, right? Because the, the buyer has to say yes and uh, be qualified and all the other things that go into a real estate sale. How do you feel about setting goals that are all within your control versus bottom line kind of goals that have houses and revenue and uh, number of vacations taken? Yeah. So I'll just clarify too. The 10 was just a number I pulled out. I definitely sell a lot more than 10 homes a year. <laughs> um, so something that's a very good point though, because a lot of people, you can't control everything that's out there. So you have to go after certain things that are going to push you forward to that, that you can take control of. And one of the things that uh, we focus on is setting an appointment. Now that's even one of those things that I can't force someone to have an appointment with me today or not, but my goal every day should be to come in prospect lead generate and follow up with people until I set a brand new appointment. Yep. Now to break that down further, the only thing I can control is how many calls and contacts I make. That's right. So the, the appointments there, that's what my end goal is. But what I need to do is if I've called 25 people, I've spoken to 20 uh, and I haven't set that, then maybe I need to increase those numbers. And that's the only thing I can do is create, I can put more action into it uh, to increase my probability of setting that goal. Yep. It's like lead measures versus lag measures. The lag measure is the 
the the number of things that have happened, the amount you have in your bank account, the the lead measures is going into your CRM and writing a thank you note, hitting up, uh, making a phone call of a past client, uh, striving to get a referral and so forth. So, yep. I get to coach a real estate agent. So I've, I've, I feel like I've been in your world a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's probably difficult at times because it's a, it's a business where a lot of people get distracted. Um, it's very easy to, uh, what's the, I heard a term today. It was creative. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but basically creative distractions, right? So <laughs> we don't, there's a lot of people who don't want to admit that, Hey, I got to take responsibility for this and, go after making these calls. And so we just start messing around with other things, but that's why I like to keep my goals in front of me every day too. Yeah. Keeps them in front of mind. And I know I have to set those appointments to reach those items. Yeah. So let me follow, let's, let's uh, follow up on that. So you've got a good goal now. Let's say you've got a solid goal. You followed the advice uh, that we have talked about earlier today. What increases the odds, Andy, of getting those goals accomplished? So posting the goal you would say is one of those. What else would you recommend? Um, well, I would say for me, it's time blocking. So you and I've had a very long yes. conversations about this in the past, but time blocking in my calendar, um, repeat, you know, I guess, I don't know the word I'm trying to find, but basically repeating those days. So for me, it's lead generation from a certain time. So from nine to 11, uh, it, breaks it down on what I'm lead generating for each day. So, and I live off my calendar. I have reminders that pop up. So that's one more thing that's going to trigger me. If I'm off task, it's going to give me a reminder. Hey, this is time for me to be focused on something different. Yeah. Recurring appointments. Was that what you were looking for? Recurring. <laughs> yes, there it is. There's the word. Yeah. Recur those uh, time blocks where you do the lead measures that get you to the goal, which gets you to your vision. I should draw some kind of little infographic with, with that on there. But It'd yeah, a good it's, one. It, it's really a key. I mean, you're, we all live off our calendars. And, you know, I love to talk about time management, too. And I like to say, obey your calendar. So the step before obey your calendar is you've got to get it on the calendar or it's not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. There was a saying I, I read recently, too, that said, uh, your need to not be bored is getting in the way of your success. <laughs> and it's usually because we don't want to, we don't want to be told what to do. We don't want to look at these calendars and be following it to a T, but it is definitely something that, um, like I said, freedom through, uh, through discipline, freedom through discipline. How about accountability? Do you think that is one of the keys to getting goals accomplished? Um, yes, I think accountability is. And I think it's, it's kind of one of those things it's hard to talk about accountability because it's really become a buzzword, right? Mm -hmm. No one likes accountability. I don't care who you are. I don't like accountability because it's going to put me in an uncomfortable spot when I don't, when I'm not doing the things I should be doing, <laughs> but it's necessary if you are going to push yourself forward and actually achieve the goals that you've set. And so you have to figure out what, if you're someone who's not very disciplined or you're not very self-motivated or you can't keep yourself on track when you fall off, then you need to have a coach or someone on those sidelines telling you, Hey, you didn't hit these numbers a day. You have to do this. You have to have someone there holding you accountable. If you can't do it yourself, kind of goes back to being self-aware. Um, for me, I'm very good at holding myself accountable. 
I would probably do much better though, even with uh, myself, with a coach or some, someone on the sidelines. Yes. I'm trying to think of all the people that you could include in your life to hold you accountable. So coaching, absolutely. Of course, that's what I do for a living. So thanks for the plug. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because, because most of my clients, they don't want to come back to an appointment with their tail between their legs and going, didn't do that. Didn't do that. Didn't do that. It's amazing how many people get their action items done the morning of or the night before a coaching session. Why? Because, because they know that you're going. <laughs> they know that you're going to hold them accountable, and that that's right. you, if they walk in with nothing, so then but they're scrambling. But the point is to create those habits of you know you're being held accountable to create the good habits to push you forward. And do you want to be? always struggling the night before to gather everything together or is it going to push you to just start being a little more intentional about every day and getting some of those things done so you're not scrambling at the last second when you meet with your coach who's going to scold you for not reaching those things i don't scold anybody Andy. come on <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> yes but yes i will probe to find out like uh did you procrastinate was the goal too big right well we'll have a little chat about that and that's that's bogging us down from getting to the next goal Yes. So, so yeah, uh, the cramming thing is, is no fun. Uh, I'm thinking other people that could hold you accountable. Sometimes a mentor might be able to do that. Someone who's further along in your industry uh, than you, they might hold you accountable. A success partner. Uh, these could be uh, a mastermind group where uh, everybody sets goals and then has to report back to each other or even a best friend or someone in the industry that you have to report to. And uh, I don't really recommend the spouse to be that uh, person. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. that doesn't work out. <laughs> and they might be willing, either one might cause uh, some sort of disagreements, but it may be that they let you off the hook too easy too. Oh, good one. Yeah, you don't want an accomplice. You know, accomplice yes. is someone who says like- Perfect word. Yeah, slash your tires. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't really need that. That's that's not helping me live the best version of me. Yeah, no. <laughs> the accomplice goes to prison too uh, <laughs> in a robbery. Yeah, and I so, think because if you're close like that, um, it's easy to, it's easy to let things slide. Where someone else would say, well, why, why did I get my goals done? You didn't. Why did I achieve this? You didn't, you know, so to put a little more pressure on you and you don't want to let other people down. So, yep. Yep. And speaking of that, not letting other people down, the research shows that people would rather not let a peer down at work than their boss. So isn't that interesting that the whole peer really? accountability helps? Yeah. Because it's like, I got to work with this person every day in the cubicle next door to me where the boss is only going to check in with me about once a month. So yeah, there's, that there makes sense. This, you can, you can actually structure positive peer pressure with those around you to help you get your stuff done. Cause you don't want to let them down. Yeah, that makes total sense. I didn't think about it that way. Well, we all fall off the, the wagon once in a while. Don't we Andy in pursuit of our goals? We all do. Uh, so what then if, if uh, one of our listeners sets a goal today, and they uh, already feel like, you know, within a couple of weeks that they've missed a day of that habit, or they realize they haven't looked at their goal in a couple of weeks. And it's like, wow, I even forgot I set that one. What would you say to that person? Um, I would say, you know, if they fell off the wagon, the, the biggest thing that I see as a, as a mistake is that when people fall off the wagon, then it's like, oh, I didn't do it. So they continue the same bad patterns and they never get back on track. 
I will tell you that every single one of us, there's not a one person that follows everything to a T and does it perfectly all the time. We're all human. So it will fall off at some point. You're going to, um, you know, maybe not make that call that you needed to make or not follow up with the person you were supposed to. The key is that you just get right back on track the next day. Or if it's, let's say you, you fell off today, you went home, um, you know, what can you do today for a little win and then put yourself right back into everything the following morning? Yeah, because every day truly is a new day. You don't have to wait to the first of the next month. I've done this before with like a diet where it's like, okay, I got to wait for the first. Okay, a few more days to the first. I'm going to eat cr- crummy for a few more days <laughs> waiting for that, that day. It's like, no, it could be tomorrow. Yeah, and it's one of those, you know, here's an example I have for me is that let's say, you know, I have my lead generating time from nine to 11, right? It's prospecting for new business. If I get caught up in checking emails and realize that I didn't reach that, and then I have an appointment right after, I'm going to do everything I can to, to still reach that same goal later in the day. It doesn't have to be perfect. It might only get halfway done, but it's still better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, some progress toward the goal is better than no progress to the goal. That, that's really well put. I also like how you do your prospecting in the morning. This is my other realtor client also does it first thing. And I think better odds, uh, it definitely gives you more time to get the goal accomplished if you front load your actions into the morning. Have you, have you noticed that as well? Yeah, so that's a big one. And it's something that we talk about with everyone who's on the team with us and other agents I've spoken with is do the important things first and protect that time. Um, because if you, if let's say you, I don't care if you're a morning person or not, if you do your most important things at the end of the day, it's very easy to allow life to get in the way. Something comes up, something's going to interrupt you and then you won't do it. And then you're in the, the next day and the same thing's going to happen. Then you're in the next and it just becomes this pattern. So for me, it's like, uh, I save that first half of the day, nine to 11 is new prospecting, another hour of follow-up. Uh, the last half of the day is set for appointments. So I keep a lot of spots open to go meet with people, but I'm very protective over not doing that in the morning time. Yeah, I think I said it on your podcast. Afternoons are runaway trains, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. <laughs> you get the call from from your uh, your kid's school, like, mom, dad, I'm sick. You're like, ah, now I can't get my goals done because I procrastinated into the afternoon. Yeah, and it's... It is a struggle. And that's why I, that's why I take time before anything I work out. My most important thing is my health. And oh, so, so good. I'm going to work out before anything else. And then I'm going to get into it. And the next big thing for my business is to make calls and reach new people. Yep. And if I wait till the end of the day, we'll get done. That's so true. And I can see how your values get played out with that too. You put your values into your calendar first yeah. and uh, not say, well, someday I'll get to those values. Uh, if, or if there's time left over, I'll get to that. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, you get to do some group coaching today, Andy. What are your final thoughts about how our listeners can grow forward in their personal leadership journey this year? You can summarize what you've already shared or share some new wisdom with us. I think that, uh, like I said, I've repeated a few times is being self-aware. So I want, I would say that everybody should be evaluating who they are, what kind of goals they are setting. And go one step further, I would say why. A lot of times you probably deal with this with other agents uh, that you coach, but people come up with a certain financial goal. uh, But why is that important to them? 
and understanding that is going to under, you know, help you understand um, putting them into place and creating those actionable steps to get it done. Yeah, I've even heard it said that every goal you set, put a so that at the end of the goal, and that's the why. So if you were saying like, I want to spend more time with each of my children so that I have a deeper relationship with them for the long haul, right? Or I, I want to make hit my highest revenue goal of the year so that uh, I could start putting starting a college fund for my children someday. But that's so that helps you identify the big why. And the why has to be big enough than the excuses that we, because we're yeah. so good at rationalizing anything in our brains. So the why is to be bigger than the excuse. That's what I found. Well, and how about on the days that you don't feel like doing oh, those things? Yeah. And that's the big why is really what drives you past your your lows and the bad days. And that's why I say reevaluate. And, and I, and like I said, I had to reevaluate my goals this year because I wasn't really in line with uh, why I was doing the things I was doing or why I was pursuing certain goals. I had this idea in my head of what I thought I wanted things to look like. And then I realized, okay, this isn't really, this isn't really pushing me towards why I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Any other tips for us uh, that you would say is really critical for either setting or reaching a goal for this year ahead? I would say time blocking is, you know, like mm -hmm. truly time blocking, put it in, in a digital calendar. That's going to remind you on your phone uh, at the times you're supposed to be doing things. And honestly, the, the biggest thing I'd say it's, is just start today. It doesn't matter if it's partway there, just do something. Because if you wait, if you're going to go wait till next year to go reach those financial goals or health goals, chances are you're going to do it. You're going to make an excuse next year as well. And you need to just start today. There's no, there's no reason to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. And excuses are the exit ramps of life. That's not my quote, but I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's where you get off the freeway and now you're squirreling away in the weeds, disappointed, dejected, all the other D words yeah. that are uh, not good. So starting now is huge because and you're like, well, it's not a perfectly shaped goal or it's not, uh, or I know I'm going to stumble into it. That's okay. You can iterate off of it, but we've got to, we've got to poke the box. That's a book by Seth Godin, where he says, when we were little children, we would, we would toddle up to little things that we didn't know what they were toys and it would light up. We would touch it and we'd, we'd shake it and, you know, a Jack in the box would pop out of it. But as adults, we just go, I, I don't know. I think it has to be perfect before I start. Well, and some, if, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Something I think that people don't really think about either is it's not the, the big tasks that get us, uh, push us forward to our goals. It's those little everyday things, those little, little choices you make every day, the little actions you take consistently over a long period of time that are really going to push you um, further in life. And I think a lot of people, they put a lot of pressure on, you know, if you're going to make a certain amount, oh, I got to, I got to do these big deals. Well, guess what? If you would have done a bunch of small steps all the time to get there, you probably would have gone much farther. Yeah. I have a client. He's always going to want to do the triathlon or the marathon or the 50 miler. Uh, he yeah. needs that to stoke him. That's his personality. But yeah. I think you're, you're, you're right. Uh, I think John Maxwell says the secret to success is what you do daily. Yes. Those little things. Yeah, this absolutely. has been great. 
This has been great, Andy. So last couple of questions. What do you want to promote for our listeners' personal leadership development? And then how can our GFT listeners best contact you? I would say, uh, you know, the only thing I'd like to promote is probably my podcast. Uh, if you mm-hmm. check out uh, Resourceful Agent Radio Show, it is on Spotify, iTunes, you know, all of the major podcast platforms, as well as YouTube. And um, that you can just find it resourceful agent. Um, and then we have our YouTube channel resourceful agent realty. So we, if you're in the North Idaho or Pacific Northwest area, we're doing a lot of tips for buyers, sellers. Um, we're highlighting a lot of the destination points for people to go travel to. Uh, we've got a lot of content coming out this year. So go ahead and check that out. Awesome. Well, thanks for all that you do and all the, all the value that you added to our listeners today, Andy, and have a fantastic 2022. Awesome, Paul. I appreciate you having me on. This has been a great, great show. So I have some takeaways from Andy today. You probably had some of the same ones. One of those was don't just set goals for this year, set a one-year, three-year, five-year goal in some of your major categories of life. And then re-engineer them back to what you can do this month, this week, even tomorrow. I think that was pretty cool. I also thought about, uh, he, he repeated it twice today, and that was the time blocking. I'm a huge fan of time blocking, which is basically making an appointment with yourself as if it's with uh, another client or a family member, because we live off of our calendars. And if it doesn't get on your calendar, it's probably not going to get done. So build the action steps toward your goal actually into your calendar. And then third is find your big why. As you're setting your goal, put a so that after it to try to figure out what is the big why that makes you want to do this goal. Because if you don't have an emotional connection to it, you're probably not going to do it. And the excuse is going to get too big. The GFT podcast is about putting the practical tips from my guests into action for your personal leadership development. Remember, if you learn something and don't put it into action within 72 hours, those valuable gems start to slip out of your brain gradually until you lose their value to your life. I want to put in a quick book uh, plug for my book, Leading Through the Dark Waters of Conflict. We're in pre-sales for that right now. And if you have any conflict in your life, which of course we all do, or it's coming, uh, I would encourage you to grab my book. It's over at growingforwardservices.net slash store. Thank you for listening to episode four. Please spread the word about this podcast to the other achiever friends in your life who are hungry to grow forward in their lives. Remember, you must lead yourself well before you can lead your team well. Until next week, keep growing forward. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Grow Forward Today. Remember to visit Paul's website for more tools that you can use at growingforwardservices.net. Join us again for another edition very soon on the Voice America Business Channel.